NFR. NFR Extra is a podcast dedicated to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons and personalities that embody the Western lifestyle. It's one of those things where if I kind of get lost in who I am and what I'm doing, I just need to get on the horse and just go because I kind of forget about the world at that point and um, it's just kind of my safe place to let my mind be free. Uh, I got to, to tell him you know, that, that I've been waiting to do that for such a long time. It was my dream with my grandpa. You know, He was the one that kept pushing me like, you know, sing the anthem at every rodeo you show up to because when someone asks you to sing it at the NFR, that's how you're going to get your start because that's how Reba did it. That's how Reba did it. That's how you're going to do it. Yeah, singing country songs, like putting that next to magicians and like big dance groups, it's funny because I'm like, man, I'm just a country singer. But then I'm like, no, I'm a country singer. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do what I do best. Hey, everybody, this is Steve Godert, and you're listening to the NFR Extra. So this podcast uh, talks to a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds. So if you're looking to describe yourself, Miss Kylie Fry, to some of our new listeners, what would you say your style of music is? Hmm, I would say my style of music um, is country all the way. Um, I, I grew up on, you know, the greats of Chris Ledoux and, the Judds and all kind of 90s country, and it's very reminiscent of that, of the songs that were playing on the radio when I was growing up in the 90s, and um, with kind of a little fresh flair to it. And that comes from a place of authenticity, correct? I mean, you, you grew up rodeoing. I did, yes. It's funny because I have been going through old videos. My mom got some tapes converted here recently um, for my music video because I needed some old footage and um, I'm just going through old like play day videos of running barrels and poles and um, singing the anthems and it's it's fun looking back. Singing the anthem so you kind of had quite a while the knowledge that that is something you wanted to do would, would be singing in front of folks. Oh absolutely. I, you know I never really thought that I was good enough to be the person on stage singing in front of folks, even though from a very young age, I was always at the announcer stand right when we got to the rodeo. Like I pretty much sang the anthem for every rodeo that I was entered in. Um, that was kind of my thing. But outside of that, I never really thought that I was the one good enough to be singing my songs. Um, somewhere along the way that switched up, but um it was always the dream, but the I think the, the confidence had to catch up with me somewhere along the line. Was there someone pushing you with that confidence? Because usually it takes somebody to kind of urge you along at a young age to keep you singing. You know, um, I, I've got a wonderful story with my grandpa. He was always very encouraging of me, you know, with the anthem and because that's how Reba got her start, as, as y'all know, and um, just singing the anthem at the NFR. And so like, that was my big goal. And I think if I, that I thought if I could get there, then I could make it, then I could do something. Um, but the in-between was just kind of like, you know, just misunderstood 
kid that had a lot of feelings and um and I started writing songs I think my first song was called you know the next short go round or something like that it was real cheesy and <laughs> um it was just kind of a, a way to express myself and the more that I wrote songs the more that I realized that these were my stories and that I had to be the one to sing them um so I kind of challenged myself a little bit um and yeah I'm I'm kind of I'm glad that I I did because it's true you know most of the songs that I end up recording are ones that you know come from a real place for me that I, I couldn't see anyone else singing well, that's coming from the lifetime of experience and authenticity once again that you have but where is the spot that you find most creative for writing those songs you know what um I, I find the, on the back of a horse, I am the most free and the most creative. Um, I just finished up writing a song today called Saddle Up Songbird because it's it's one of those things where if I kind of get lost in who I am and what I'm doing, um, I just need to get on the horse and just go because I, I kind of forget about the world at that point. And um, it's just kind of my safe place to let my mind be free and that's the most creative that I am and then other than that just driving down the road really um helps me a lot to just kind of turn off the rest of the world and just to let creativity flow it's where the best song ideas come from is those two places so when you got the creative process going back of the horse you love it in the truck going someplace to a show or whatever that is you've got this song in mind and you're working on it, you get it to a certain point, do you ever get to the realization of like, this is going to be a really good song, or this was just uh, maybe helping me process some other stuff? You know, um, it's always kind of a fun gamble because I never know which one it's going to turn out to be. Yeah. <laughs> because some of them are just, you know, me just getting my feelings out, like you said, and just processing um, whatever I'm going through. And then some are that plus they turn into these really well-crafted, um, with the help of some friends, a lot of times, you know, these well-crafted songs that like, I just have a gut feeling about that. I know that I need to put out into the world. And then others are just like, wow, this was, I think this one was just for me, you know? Yeah. Is there someone that helps you filter through those songs? Um, I have a team of people. Um, I've got managers and I've got a publishing deal here in town. And, and that really just means that I get paid to write songs, uh, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, my publisher is, is really wonderful. And he, he took a chance on me and I'm, I'm grateful for him, but he's such a song guy. And um, he's kind of the one that I I filter songs through. Um, and I don't always agree with it. And then a couple months go by and I'm like, Oh, I, I think I see what he means about this song. His instincts are always pretty spot on. Um, which is really cool to, to build that trust with someone when I don't know which way to go, you know, it just happened. Um, I just recorded a couple of songs and, you know, and I've written, I write all the time and I have so many songs. And so, um, it's kind of easy for me to just get in the weeds of like, okay, I have all of these songs around me. I love them all for different reasons. I don't, I don't know which ones to pick. Um, and it was funny. I was talking to my cousin about it the other day 
And I was like, it's like if you had, you know, like 10 awesome barrel horses and you love them all for different reasons and you had like one chance and you had to pick one. And she's like, oh, that's really hard. I'm like, yeah. So um, it's like that. And so it's, it's nice to have people around me that I can sort of filter um, my thoughts through and get opinions and, um, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it is up to me and, um, and what I want. So, and really, you know, the man upstairs kind of shows me what I need to do from time to time. So I tend to listen to that the most, but, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a really different way to live. And, um, the art form is, is beautiful and frustrating. Um, but I, I don't know, I'm really grateful for it and I'm pretty in love with it. I love that analogy that you just made about picking songs because that, that makes total sense. You know, I mean, you've got a big event to go to and you got to pick one horse out of the barn. You know, which one's it going to yeah. be? That, that's, that's a great analogy. Um, yep. And as you talked about singing the national anthem, um, being in an announcer stand may kind of remove you from a crowd, but what, what was your first experience like being on stage in front of a crowd singing something other than the national anthem? Oof. Um, I sang for the first time in front of a big crowd. Um, it was the talent show at the National High School Rodeo Finals. I think my sophomore or junior year. And like that was the first time that I really like put myself out there with my song um, in front of peers and whatnot. I ended up winning the talent show, which is really cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so it was, it was, that was a, a really cool confidence boost. But I remember being so nervous, like the most nervous I had ever been in my life at that point. Um, just because it was just such a different thing for me. I mean, like playing guitar and writing songs, it was just, it was very personal. You know, there was like, go and sing in the anthem. That's fine. I, I can do that. Um, you know, we all know and love that song. You have to listen to me when, <laughs> you know, you have to listen to the anthem when it comes on. Um, and, but they don't have to listen to me and, and my feelings. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was a, a, a pretty nerve wracking thing um but it was really cool because that same trip I was on the resist all team at nationals and I ended up meeting um someone his name is Billy Carnes and he was running the resist all team at the time and uh he was the one that that put me on and he has tons of connections in the music business and he is the person that got me my management deal and um I probably wouldn't be doing half the stuff that I'm doing here in Nashville if it wasn't for him and so it's pretty cool how um you know the world of rodeo like that was my whole world growing up and that's the thing that has gotten me all of the opportunities that have done something for me in my music career so it's pretty cool how the two worlds collide pretty fairly often for me Absolutely. They definitely collide more than we realize. You, that's your first stage that you've been on. If you could pick a venue, and I know this is a broad question, but if you could pick a venue that you're going to sell out in the future, what would it be? The Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Ooh, interesting. Yes. 
Yes. So that is the venue that I grew up. Um, I've, I've only seen a handful of concerts there, but like that's, that was the place that all of the big artists came and, um, and that I got to go and, and witness, you know, music on a, a big live scale. I remember watching Keith Urban there and I was in high school and I was like, I think I could do what he's doing right now. I, I, I think that could be me one day. And I had that for the first time there. And so um, I've gotten to sing a couple of anthems at that arena, but that's definitely a bucket list sellout. Let's take a quick pause and we'll be right back. Looking for NFR video content and features? It's all in one place at forward slash Las Vegas NFR. You will find unique features like the top 35 most memorable moments since 1985, the top 60 NFR contestants of all time, NFR champions recaps, custom NFR videos, and much more. You'll also find NFR performance recaps, insider tips and interviews you might have missed along the way. Once you dive in, you'll find a lot more great content. There's something for all rodeo fans, because legacies and memories are made in Vegas. What kind of Cajun cuisine would we be eating if we uh, if we went back to Louisiana with you? Boudin. So my parents, um, they sell boudin for a living. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, so I'm a, a Cajun baby for sure. But um, <laughs> my parents have been in business for at least 25 years now. Um, but yeah, Billy's Boudin down in South Louisiana. If y'all are ever traveling down there, stop and get you some. Good to know. It's pretty easy to say, I'm going to change gears from the boudin because I am very hungry right now. Sure. <laughs> but it's pretty easy to sit there and watch somebody that is an absolute professional and say that I can do that. You've got the passion, you've got the desire, but the process that you go and the waves that you're making here in, in country music, how do you get that focus and stay focused on that? And tell me a little bit on what the direction was that got you to singing at the NFR? Oh, well, um, I, I tried for so long to sing anthem at the NFR. Um, uh, when I was growing up, I mean, there were, there was the, the competitions um, and my parents, I think we drove like three hours out of our way to hit a pro rodeo so that I could, qualifies was like while we were on our run between like little bridges and high school nationals and stuff we went out of our way pretty far to go to a pro rodeo so that I could sing the anthem to qualify like we did that a couple of times and um I mean it, it took it took a long time to actually to get there um funny story so I was a flag girl for the NFR really? um in mm -hmm, in 20 um 16 and 17 and in 2016 I got very close to singing it um Brooks and Dunn was running late and they were freaking out y'all so um they were like who is gonna sing the anthem and our flag coordinator at the time was like I've got the girl I'm gonna figure it out so she I was in the top six so I was one of the um six flags, like the six NFR flags that come out in the beginning. And so she had another girl 
hop on my horse and we changed the whole routine so that I could be on standby in case Brooks and Dunn didn't make it. And I was all dressed up. I had my hair curled, lipstick on. I had the mic in my hand and it was two minutes until I was going to step out on that dirt. And I just heard their boots hitting the ground mm. <laughs> and running. The one <laughs> time you're not happy to see mic. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> I know. Hi, Kicks. Hi, yeah. Ronnie. I know. I was like, dang. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. So it didn't happen for me then. Um, and um, when I got with uh, my management team, so um, my manager is Alan Mitchell and Irv Woolsey. So Irv manages George Strait. And so when I got on his management team, I was like, oh, surely enough. Like if anyone could make a call and have this happen for me, it would be him. And he laughs all the time. He's like, most people, you know, when they artists first meet me, they're like, when can you get me opening for George? And I was just like, Hey, when can you get me an anthem at the NFR? And he was like, well, this is a first. Um, so I, I, I thought maybe I could, I could get in, um, you know, through some phone calls with him and it, it still, it still didn't happen. It still took about three years after that. Um, but when, the NFR was at um, in Arlington in 2020. That was the year that I finally got the call. And um, Garrett Earrington called me, and I don't think he was supposed to, but he's a friend of mine, and he was so excited that I got it. Um, he called, and he said, hey, would you want to sing an anthem? He's like, we, we've got a spot for you, and it's before – Cody Johnson. I was like, you're kidding me. I was in Denver, Colorado, about to play a show, losing my voice, beat up from the road. And I just cried so many happy tears in that hallway of that hotel. And um, so that's when I got the call. And then later on, I found out that they moved me to the 10th round, which I was excited, but I was like, dang, I kind of want to be. I wanted to be on the night where Cody was singing, right? right? Because I love Cody and I've looked up to him for so long. And um, now, so I was a little bummed about that, but I was like, I'm getting to live my dream. This is great. I'll take whatever round they give me. And it's the last round. So that's cool. Um, so I get there and I didn't know who the other artist was, but it was Randy Hauser. And he was there to do Johnny Cash's old rugged flag. Right. And um, which was so funny to me because that song is, I mean, Johnny Cash just talks in that song and they flew Randy out there, this big old voice just to talk, but he, he did incredible. It was such a wonderful way to kick off the last round. And um, so he did his thing. I did my thing. I was so nervous. Um, and then, you know, we walked through the halls of the stadium and um, he was so complimentary and he was so nice. And uh, I got to, to tell him, you know, that, that I've been waiting to do that for such a long time. It was my dream with my grandpa, you know, he was the one that kept pushing me like, you know, sing the anthem at every rodeo you show up to, because when someone asks you to sing it at the NFR, that's how you're going to get your start because that's how Reba did it. That's how Reba did it. That's how you're going to do it. He was so adamant about that. And um, so I, I got to tell Randy that story and, and he was so nice and it was such a great night. And um, 
he heard my song Horses in Heaven, which was written about my grandpa. He heard that song on the way to Billy Bob's that night, and he asked to sing on that song. And so it was just like, it was really a full circle weekend. It was a really special moment for me and for my family at that time. Um, And then later on, I found out that old... Old Rugged Flag was my grandpa's favorite rodeo opener. When my aunt used to have her high school rodeo at her house, um, he, I mean, he would get mad at my aunt if she didn't play Johnny Cash's Old Rugged Flag (laughs) before that rodeo started. (laughs) So, I mean, it really felt like he had a a hand on it and it it felt like he was, he was smiling down. And so, um, yeah, that that first anthem was was really really special for me. So does that make you the only flag girl to also sing the national anthem at the NFR? Maybe. I never thought about that. Bam. I mean, hey, I, I have she really got I, promoted. Give her another few years, she might be an right. opening act. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the ground up. That's awesome. Literally. I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think about that, and not to compare this by any means, but Lainey Wilson, she did an anthem, you know, three years ago before she was really touring, per se, yeah. at all. And now, thankfully, we have a great partnership with her, and she still gets to do an opening act with us this year. But look at her and that career. Where has your career taken you since that journey of 2020? You know, it opened a lot of doors for me, and um, it's really – It's been a long road, um, just in general, but um, hitting milestones like that and getting to check things off of my list, um, it only gets me further down the road of where I want to be. And I don't think I'm ever going to be where I want to be. I think that's just the cowgirl in me of like, okay, what's next? Um, But, you know, it's gotten me to where I am now I'm on this TV show and um and I've I've got songs out and I'm, I tour I mean I have a career touring and and when it gets hard and when um you know those days when I'm like what am I doing why can't I make any waves because you know like we all like I, I want to get to Lainey Wilson level she's killing it and I'm she's paving the way I'm so excited for everything that's happening there but um you know when when things feel like you know, I keep putting putting songs out and nothing's moving the needle. And when I get frustrated, it's I have to remind myself I'm already living my dream. I'm living in Nashville. I am getting paid to write songs. I have a van, I have a trailer, and I get to go and play shows for people who most of the time want to hear me sing, you know? And so I, I just have to remind myself that I'm already living the dream. And, um, I'm naturally just going to want to keep pushing forward, but I'm I'm just thankful to be where I'm at. And I'm thankful for the things that I'm going to get to check off my list that I haven't yet. So for those of us that aren't um, gifted enough to be on said TV show, tell us what being on America's Got Talent's like. It's interesting. So, um, you know, America's Got Talent is not just a singing show it's anything and everything and you know there's there's people backstage doing card tricks and there's contortionists and um it's just 
everything under the sun. It, 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 it looks like a circus back there. <laughs> um, and it's really fun. It's, it's fun to get to, to be on a, a big stage and have such a, a massive audience, you know, get to see what I do. Um, I don't really get that opportunity very often. And so it's, it's a little nerve wracking knowing that when I step out there, there's 8 million people that are going to see this and they're either going to love it or hate it. And, um, but you know, that's, uh, it's the opportunity that was put in my lap and it just kind of happened. Um, but I'm just kind of grabbing the reins and I'm taking this thing as far as I can. Yeah. That's when you put yourself out there and that's kind of one of the more difficult spots, like you said, for just really, you got to stand out amongst everybody else. And it sounds like you're yes. well on your way for doing that. Yeah. Singing country songs, like putting that next to magicians and like big dance groups. It's funny because I'm like, man, I'm just a country singer. But then I'm like, no, I'm a country singer. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do what I do best. And I'm not used to having people judging me. You know, if I'm at a bar and they, people don't really love the music, then they just drink their beer and have their, they have their conversation. You know, um, it's not, there's one judge giving their opinion, um, you know, in front of 8 million people. So it's a different, it's a different ball game, but uh, it's fun. It's a nice challenge. Absolutely. And that's, you know, I think, that's having that positive attitude and just going the direction that you're going and staying true to who you are. People are going to hear that. So we yeah, yeah. really look forward to seeing where your career is going. Thank you. Before we wrap it up, one last question. If you could give the up and coming artist a quote or a small bit of encouragement, what would it be? Show up. So my motto, um, since I've moved to Nashville is just always been show up because the times that, you know, I thought, you know, why am I going to this place? What's it going to do for me? Um, just the most random places, uh, that's that's where you kind of find the, the people that help you move your thing forward. Um, so just show up, push through the hard days, and um, follow your gut. Yeah. I think that's great advice to anybody chasing a dream, Kylie, and we want you to continue chasing yours. Uh, we appreciate you giving your time to us here at the NFR Extra. Absolutely. This is a dream come true, talking with you guys on this podcast. I can't thank you enough for having me. 100% anytime. And uh, hopefully we'll see you performing on the big stage before too long. Yep. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Kylie. That was thank awesome. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Yes, ma'am. Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit nfrexperience.com. And we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.